Welcome to the weekly Comic Web Old Time Radio Program podcast. We sell old time radio programs, Golden Age comics in PDF format, and we have other free podcasts. Visit comicweb.com for more information or find us on Facebook and iTunes. This week our podcast features a two-part story from The Witch's Tale called House of the Bridegroom. To bring you The Witch's Tale, written and produced by Alonzo Dean Cole. Drummond's laboratory. Arnold, if it weren't for the dust, one would think he had just stepped out of it. That's certainly the effect it gives. It's difficult to believe, Mr. Fife, that this house has been unoccupied for almost 50 years. This particular chamber, Mr. Sheridan, has been unused for nearly 100. Victor Drummond, the builder of Bridegroom's house, died in 1836. One of the provisions of his strange will was that the furnishings, particularly the articles within this laboratory, should be disturbed as little as possible and never be removed. Look at the queer old books that line the walls, Arnold. 
My husband is quite an amateur collector, Mr. Fife, and these quaint bindings... Well, the bindings are so interesting as some of the titles. Look at these, dear. The Brahmin Tantra, the Grimoire, Kabbalah, all works on magic. I say, Mr. Fife, could the old doctor combine witchcraft with his scientific investigations? The works upon these shelves would certainly make it appear so. As a matter of fact, I'm only acquainted with his history in a very general way. And now that we've seen the entire house, Mr. Fife, do you mind telling us just what you do know of its history and of his? Of course, your partner, Mr. Burton, has told us the place is haunted by the old doctor's ghost. But, <laughs> <laughs> well, we'd like to know the real facts of the case. But Burton's a superstitious fool. There's no such thing as a haunted house. No, of course not. If there were, it would never be our good fortune to inherit it, Arnold. <laughs> <laughs> uh, finding Bridegroom's house so cheerful looking has been a great disappointment to Mrs. Sheridan, I fear. A frightful disappointment. We haven't any really first-class haunted houses in America. And so when we learned of the legends concerning my inheritance here in London, I was fearfully excited. But now, when we find the place so perfectly charming... Yeah, you must remember, it's still broad daylight there. <laughs> oh, that's right. And no self-respecting spook would dare rattle his chains until the witching hour of midnight. <laughs> I say <laughs> you'll live here a long time before a supernatural agency makes its appearance at any hour. But if you wish to hear the history of the place, let's go back to the drawing room, where the air is a little better. Yes, you open the windows back there. This room has been closed so long, it's acquired the odor of a tomb. Oh, by his choice of comparison. You see, my husband is as anxious as I to capture the ghostly atmosphere, Mr. Pipe. Oh, but you're holding the door. Excuse me. Oh! What is it, Sheridan? What's the matter? I, as I crossed this threshold, I had the queer sensation... As though I'd stepped on a charged wire. As you've stood here? Yes. I felt a, a definite shock. A tingling sort of thing. As I stand here, I feel it too. I'm directly beside you, and I feel nothing, sir. Well, I don't feel it either now. It, it's gone. I rather think you and Mrs. Sheridan permitting your imaginations to play you tricks. Uh, but, but since we both well, felt... Mr. Fife must be right, dear. There's... Obviously, nothing here to cause such an electric shock. As a matter of fact, there's no electricity in the house. It's only provided with old-fashioned gas for lighting. Hmm, you know, I'll close this door. Arnold, uh, doesn't it seem warmer to you in this dark hallway than in that sunlit laboratory? Yes. It's possibly chilly back there. I wonder what... Oh, you two young people are certainly falling under the spell of this old place. But don't. I assure you there's nothing abnormal about it in any way. Oh, there couldn't be. It's too perfectly delightful. <laughs> well, Victor Drummond meant it to be delightful. He prepared this mansion to receive his intended bride. Mr. Burton told us about that. And how just a week before the wedding, she ran away with another man. That's the story. From the moment he received word of her elopement, he never left his house. She broke his heart. Evidently. Yet he could have felt no bitterness toward her at the last, for at his death he willed her this property. Well, Mr. Burton said I that... can imagine what he told you. The romantic yarn that Drummond left to the place out of revenge. That he put a curse on it. Oh, stuff and nonsense. Uh, here, here's the drawing room. What is your version of the old man's strange will and the events that followed it? The only logical version. The will provided that his former fiancée should inherit his entire property on condition that she occupy the house he had built for her. That's understandable in a romantic old fool who lived as a refuse for ten years because she jilted him. On her death, the place was surpassed in succession through her female heirs, which is the reason you now find it your property, Mrs. Sheridan. The lady in question was your great-great-aunt. And let me tell you, tracing the relationship 
was quite a bit of work. Well, she was an ancestress I'd never even heard of until I received your letter in New York. What is curse you mentioned, Mr. Five? According to your partner, it seems to have worked out. Yes, Mr. Burton said my great-aunt and all her family died here. Oh, people die in houses everywhere. Because of the manner of these particular deaths, the ignorant promptly ascribe them to supernatural agencies. Well, just how did the deaths occur? Well, when the lady in question notified of her inheritance, she came here to live with her husband. The man for whom she left Dr. Trump? Yes, they had a little girl. Two weeks after they'd settled in the house, both child and husband were found strangled to death by burglars. Oh. Burglars? Yes, yes, that's the natural explanation. The fools insisted a ghost had done the killing. My great-aunt committed suicide shortly afterwards. Yes, hanged herself in a room upstairs. She left a note to the effect that Drummond, who had been in his grave two years, was responsible for her death, and that of her husband and baby. She warned others to beware of bridegroom's house, for the poor woman was demented by reason of her losses, of course. Naturally. Oh, but Mr. Burton said that everyone who attempted to live in this house afterwards... My dear Mrs. Sheridan, you know what happens when you give a dog a bad name. Those who came here to live came here prepared for trouble and then actually found that for which they were looking. If you believe the stories that are told, a dozen men and women have met violent deaths here. Gruesome phantoms stalk through rooms at night and ghostly laughter is heard. <laughs> Fortunately, you are intelligent people, so you will pay such silly tales the scant attention they deserve. Now you have the whole impossible history. The place is yours, Mr. Sheridan, providing you live in it. You may do as you see fit. I imagine we'll live in it, Arnold. <laughs> Rather. After traveling 3,000 miles to acquire it. Good. Now, unless you wish to look over the place further, I'll return you to your hotel in my car. Oh, thank you. We've seen enough today. Yes, and our next visit will be at night. So we can look for gruesome phantoms stalking through the rooms and... Hear that ghostly laughter we've been threatened oh, with. Yes. <laughs> It'll be a long time before you see or hear either one, young man. Where's <laughs> over? It's growing dusk now. Now, let's be going. Oh, wait. Now, there's a few somewhere. Oh, I remember. I laid them down in the laboratory. Now, if you'll excuse me. Well, I'll get them for you. Oh, no, no, thanks. But I, I know exactly where I left them. I shan't be with them both. Oh, Arnold. Aren't you simply mad about this beautiful place? Hmm. We never dreamed we'd own a mansion like this, did we? <laughs> and in England, in the heart of London. We'd always wanted to come abroad and never could afford it. And now... Yeah. Now we can begin our second honeymoon. That's silly. <laughs> We've never even finished our first. That's right. We never shall. But I wish I could have provided the money for all this. Are you of... still bothering your head because it was left to me? <laughs> Besides, it's really yours. This place is called the House of the Bridegroom. That's what you've always been. <laughs> House of the Bridegroom. But of a bridegroom who never had a bride. Poor old chap, that Drummond. How unhappy he must have been. Yes. Arnold, you don't think there can be any truth in those superstitious tales? Well, there couldn't possibly oh, be. Oh, I know it's silly to give them the slightest consideration, but despite my laughing at them before, Mr. Fife, I've had the strangest feeling since we've been in this house. A feeling that we're being watched. Watched? Yes. Particularly in that laboratory. How do you explain the peculiar chill in that room? And the strange, tingling sensation we both experienced there? Well, Mr. Fife's explanation is the only possible one. Imagination. Well, I suppose so. But I've met practical men like Mr. Fife before. He's the sort who never believes a thing exists until he actually sees or feels it. Oh, oh. oh Arnold! Mr. Fife! What's happened to him? He went back to that lab, but 
Hey, you stay here. I'm going back to that laboratory. Oh, no, I'm coming with you. Flash, Flash, what's the matter, man? He doesn't answer. Here's the door. It's closed. I shall open it. Oh! Flash. He's lying on the floor. Arnold, look at his throat. Those big blue marks. The man's... The man's been strangled. Good God, I think he's dead. Oh, he couldn't be. Well, there's no one in this house to hurt him. No one here but him and you and me. Oh, oh, that lock. Where's it coming from? There it is again. It's in this room. Why, well, it can't be. There's nothing to be seen. Oh, but it is. And it's coming closer. Out that door, dear. Out that door. Run. Oh, the door is closed. It's slammed shut. I can't open it. And now that lock is right beside us. Help, help, help. Let us out of this door. Let us out of this door. That's only the beginning of this cheerful little yarn. If folks wants to hear the rest, they got to call on us next time we has a birthday. I'm two year old. I'm gonna be real soon. Come see us then. <laughs>
let us join old Nancy, the witch of Salem, and Satan, her wise black cat. <laughs> Hannah, I'm 13 year old, I'd be today. Yes, sir. Hannah, I'm 13 year old. That's right, Satan. If these folks would just douse out them lights, we'll tell them the finish of that yarn about the young couple from America who inherited a haunted house in England. They say a fella named Dr. Drummond put a cuss on the place because the woman he built it for ran away with another man. Well, our young American couple didn't put much faith in haunted houses till they found a man a lying dead there. Then <laughs> they hear the awful laugh and a door slam shut upon them. Draw up to the fire and gaze into the embers while we spin the rest of our yarn about the house of the bridegroom. <laughs> the house of the bridegroom. <laughs> Then, as suddenly as it had closed, Inspector, the door was opened by an unseen hand, and we were free to leave the room. I, I had fainted by that time. Oh, I, I can still hear that frightful laugh ringing in my ears. I took my wife in my arms and ran with her from the house. And the laughter had ceased by that time? Yes, as we reached the outer door. Then my cries for help attracted a passing constable, and well, you know the rest, sir. I merely know that a man's dead body was found in the room in which you speak, and that you are the last to see him alive. You certainly don't think that we killed him. No, madam. Both you and your husband are small people. Sufficient strength was exerted upon Mr. Fife's throat so that he was not only strangled, but his neck broken as well. Together you couldn't have done that. Then why are you taking us back to that awful house? And at night... A murder has been committed. You and your husband ascribe it to a supernatural agency, which we of the London police do not recognize. I wish you to reenact the events before and after the crime so that we may possibly find the real killer. Uh, there's the house driver just ahead. Why, sir, I know the old house of the bridegroom, sir. Inspector... You think a man was concealed in the place without our knowledge? That it was a man who murdered Mr. Fife? Naturally. And he took advantage of the mansion's ghostly reputation to play upon your fears with that laughter. And so arranged for his escape without danger of detection. Uh, but how? He must have been concealed in that laboratory. I'll find out where and how if I have to tear the place apart. Well, here we are, sir. Let me help you, Mrs. Sheridan. I don't want to go in that awful house again. There, there, dear. Don't be afraid. Come on. Shall I wait, sir? No, drive back to Scotland Yard. I'll call for a car when I'm ready to return. Yes, sir. I see the constable on duty inside the house has all the gas lamps lit. <laughs> Every window's a blaze of light. <laughs> Evidently, he's taking no chances of encountering your ghost in the dark. And where's the doorbell? Yeah, I found it. I hope the man inside is all right. <laughs> you expect to find him otherwise? <laughs> we laughed at the stories about this house a few hours ago, Inspector. Now... After what has happened, oh, I couldn't stand being alone in there as he has been tonight. I hardly think he's experienced anything to arouse his fears. Oh, here he is. Good evening, Riley. Oh, good evening, Inspector. I'm as glad I am to see you, sir. You're white as a sheet, man. What's wrong? Oh, nothing, sir, except this house is the devil's. It's full of queer whispers like. I'm as glad I am to be alone inside it no longer. Don't act a fool. Step inside, you people. Oh, no, no, no. Come, dear, don't be afraid. All right. Close that door, Riley. Now, which way is that laboratory? Oh, please, please, don't make us go there Inspector, now. Inspector, my wife has been through a terrible experience today. If you'll allow her a little oh, time... Oh, very well. Yeah, sit down and compose yourself, Mrs. Sheridan. I'll get you a chair. Excuse me if I seem brusque and impatient, but all this talk of impossible ghosts makes me sick. 
What? The chair. Well, show the Caesar from my hand. Carry it there, sir, to the wall and set it down. Something did us if we couldn't see. By the Lord, I soon will see. Oh, oh that lost. Is that what you heard this afternoon? Yes. But we discovered Pipe's dead body. There's it again. It seems to be upstairs. Come on, we're going to locate it. No, no wait. It means death to find it. Don't go there. Let's leave this house. Come on, Mila. After them. It's better to be with them than down here alone. Don't let them leave us alone. Come on, quick up these stairs. Do you see anything, Riley? There it is again. Now it seems to come from downstairs. Whoever's responsible for it must have gone down the back way where we come up the front. Riley, go the back the way we came and see if you can head him off. Yes. I'll stay here in case he attempts to return. Yes. We have him on the run. We'll get him now. He's down there, Riley. Get him or drive him back up here to me. Oh, you don't know what you're doing. Leave this house. Yes, that's not human laughter. It's the laughter of the dead. It's the laughter of a maniac, a tricky, murderous madman who'll soon be in jail. Oh, oh it's down there with that man. Do you see him, Riley? Riley! Something is killing him. Kill Riley, hold on. We're coming, man. Quickie, get down these stairs. Riley! Riley! He's lying crumpled on the floor. But who could have struck him down? The room is empty. Thank God he isn't dead. Edith, darling, you must pull yourself together. Quiet, Mrs. Sheridan, please. I want to hear what happened. Are you able to talk now, Riley? Yes, sir. I'm all right now, but I don't know what happened. Except that something grabbed me from behind. I, I just had the fingers close around me short and throw me to the floor. Then all went black. Oh, sir, this lady and gentleman is right. There's something in this house that we can't fight. I'm not ready to believe that yet. You must believe it. To leave this house for the sake of all our lives. I'll handle this. Riley, where were you seized? There where you fell? Yes, sir. Just in front of this little door. That door is to the laboratory where Mr. Fife was killed this afternoon. I'm going to investigate that room oh, right now. No, no, don't go in there. I'm going to find that strangler. He seems to prefer the vicinity of this laboratory. I want you to show me where the laughter seemed to come from when you discovered Fife's dead body. Oh, no, not now. At least wait for daylight. Yes, a call for more men to go in with us. No, no, no. If he's sitting there, that'll give him a chance to get away. Come on, we're going in. Go away, sir. There's no lights inside that room. We'll use our flashlights, then. Oh, yes, sir. Uh, this door sticks. Oh, I've got it. Keep your pistol handy, Riley. Yes, sir. Come on, you two. We're coming. It's so cold in here. Colder than it was this afternoon. And it's an unnatural chill, ma'am. I feel it, too. Nonsense. There's nothing unnatural about this whole business. A human being killed, Pipe. A human being attacked Riley. A human being laughs and disappears. What was it took that chair from your hand when we came in? Yes, what was that? I... I'd forgotten that. But that chair will be explained like all the other tricks when I know the secret of that laugh. And I think the clue to that is in this room. Oh! Yes, look! Look, they're bookshelves. Well, they're opening outward like a door. I leaned against them. I must have touched a hidden spring. These shelves conceal a secret passage. That's where the laughter came from. That's the Strangler's hiding place. Ha! I knew we'd find the natural agency behind oh, wait all this. There isn't a passage behind these shelves. No, it's just a shallow recess. Not large enough to hide a man. And what space there is is filled with tattered notebooks. Well, they won't help us any. Look! Above our heads. A hand! Without an arm or body! My God, oh. I'll know the secret of this trick. Don't you, sir! What harm can a bullet do to a disembodied hand? Look oh, it's floating downward through the air. It's come to rest on one of those old notebooks. One that lies there open. Its finger is pointing at something on that page. Now it's disappeared, vanished before our eyes. It was a woman's hand. No, it was a hand of the dead. But I didn't fear it somehow. I felt it meant to help us. Arnold, take up that book it rested on. I have it. What is it? Hold this light so I can see. Victor Drummond's name is written on it. That was the old doctor. It was who... the bridegroom's name who left the curse upon this house. It's his diary. Ah! Something is tugging at it, trying to take it from my hand. Hold tight. I'll help you, sir. Read that passage to which the finger is pointed. Yes, help me hold the book. Something's tugging at it like 10,000 divots. Oh, be quick, read. It says, today my labors were completed. 
I have found the thing I sought. Now I know that, living or dead, my vengeance will be satisfied. Vengeance? Help us. We can hardly hold this book. I said fingers. We can't see her. Trying to take it from us. Quick, read on. Here's the rest. I have at last discovered how to harness the tremendous force of human will. Human will? Help us. Hold on. Read Read it all. I shall... I shall leave my hate behind to live within these walls forever. Oh, the hands that go the book and knock my flashlight to the floor. Oh, they've got mine. Oh, we're in the dark. Come on, quick, out they saw. It's arm shut. And I can't open it. Help me, Ratty. Together. Our shoulders. Ah. It's with us in this room. Oh, there. Two gleaming eyes. Eyes that shine in darkness. Your pistol, Ratty. Fire at them. Fire. Oh, you know you see a shooting. Bullets can't harm the devil of ghosts from out the grave. No. Edith. Stop her. Edith, where are you? Edith, I can't see you in this darkness. I found her. She's here. Come on, laboratory after the escape we had last night. One of us didn't escape. Oh, I'm afraid even in this sunlight. Because Inspector Chase and so many others have met death here, we had to come back, either. And with a few more blows of these picks, Riley, I hope to end the dangers of Bridegroom's house forever. Uh, you think that ghostly hand pointed the way? Yes. I believe it was the hand of the woman who brought about Victor Drummond's mad desire for vengeance, of which that journal told. I believe last night that the dead spoke wordlessly to us. Mm. Ah, oh, Mr. Sheridan, I think it's broken through the wall. Oh, yes. Your guess was right. Arnold, there is another cubby hole behind that recess where we found the notebook. Yes, and then that cubby hole is the thing that we must find. Something's trying to keep us from finding it, sir. Even in this blessed sunlight, I feel icy fingers that we throw. Yes, I feel them, too. But in the day, they have no strength. Ah, evil things have only power and darkness. Come on, quick. Make this opening larger. There's the thing we want. You mean that little crystal globe? I think that's it. Look. It's engraved with cabalistic symbols of the alchemist and wizard. And we know that Dr. Drummond was a student of black magic. Black magic? Yes. Then that globe, I think, has harnessed the human will of which his journal spoke. His will for vengeance still lives. Although his body has been dust a hundred years. It's not possible. So one who had never heard a radio or seen an aeroplane might say of them, nothing is impossible. Lights gleam within the globe. Lights of hell, like them eyes we saw here last night. Soon they'll gleam no more. Smash it with your pick. Help me, Riley. The icy hands are holding me, fighting to retain their power to hate and kill. I would you, sir. Together we'll throw them off. Now with our forearms, bring down the pick. In the center of that globe. No. Ah, we've done it. It's gone. Shattered. Not even dust is left. The icy hand no longer holds. They too are gone. Destroyed forever, like the mad will they obeyed. But the unseen strangler will laugh no more. No. The house of the bridegroom is no longer a place accursed. <laughs> well, that's the end of that, on Satan. We'll have another pretty yarn to tell you soon. <laughs>
The Witch's Tale was a horror fantasy radio series which aired from 1931 to 1938 on WOR and Mutual and in syndication. The program was created, written, and directed by Alonzo Dean Cole. Cole's spooky show was hosted by Old Nancy, the Witch of Salem, who introduced a different terror tale each week. The role of Old Nancy was created by stage actress Adelaide Fitzallen, who died in 1935 at the age of 79. Cole replaced her with 13-year-old Miriam Wolfe, and actress Martha Wentworth also was heard as Old Nancy on occasion. Cole himself provided the sounds of Old Nancy's cat, Satan. Cole's wife, Marie O'Flynn, portrayed the lead female characters on the program, and the supporting cast included Mark Smith and Alan DeVette. For syndication, the shows were recorded live during broadcast and distributed to other stations. These recordings were destroyed by Cole in 1961, so few episodes survive. Cole was also the writer, producer, and director of the radio mystery crime drama, Casey, Crime Photographer. In November 1936, Alonzo Dean Cole edited The Witch's Tale magazine with a lead story by Cole. Unfortunately, it only ran for two issues. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next week.